Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Tashkarando, Halush, Bula, Mandoa. It's time for Must FC TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from I Love Lucy to News Radio. I'm your TV guide, Brett White, and I'm also a reporter producer for Decider.com. This week I'm joined by a fellow reporter producer from Decider.com, Kayla Cobb. Hello, Kayla. Hi, Brett. What's Thanks on? for having me. Ooh, it's all in the family. <laughs> <laughs> Except we're not doing all in the family. No, that'd no. be a good one. We're doing boy meets. Wow. Yeah, I've still never done all in the family on this show. Um, but yeah, well, what 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 is your um area of expertise at the cider? I think all my listeners know that I write about uh, sitcoms and gay shit and superheroes. <laughs> uh, I'd say my uh, expertise is probably dark shit. I do a lot of documentaries, a lot of true crime stuff, uh, a lot of crime dramas. So basically. Breaking Bad, Ozark, anything like dark, dark literally with murder. Dark. <laughs> literally the show Dark. Literally the show that's Dark. German. Um, um, and also Mass Singer. Yes. Don't forget the hot garbage. Oh, I forgot about that. And all Ryan Murphy things come to me. Yeah. <laughs> he is my king. <laughs> what a magical year we're living in where you're having, you get both uh, 911, the politician, and Mass Singer. Mm-hmm. And Post. And El Camino. Oh, God. All at once. It's truly. <laughs> And it's me. Of I'm just getting to watch a whole bunch of bad Netflix sci-fi shows. Uh, but this week, we're traveling to October 31st, 1997. I know what you did last summer. Roll the box office. Candle in the Wind, 1997 by Elton John topped the charts. And ABC aired the Boy Meets World episode, The Witches of Pinbrook. Kayla, you must have seen The Witches of Pinbrook before today. Uh, yeah, I was actually a giant Boy Meets World fan growing <clears throat> up, so I have seen this one before. It's kind of funny because I didn't think that this was like the big Boy Meets World Halloween episode. They have a couple. And they also yeah. have that, that infamous horror one that everyone thinks is a Halloween, but it aired in May. Yep, that's which the is, one. I get persnickety in particular. I'm like, it aired in May. It wasn't. Eh. Yeah, that's the one I thought <clears throat> was the real... Halloween one, but I was wrong. Well, the other, so like I didn't realize this, but last last time I did a whole month of Halloween episodes, I talked about the Boy Meets World episode, um, Who's Afraid of Cory Wolf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it that that is like season two Boy Meets World, which is kind of a completely different show. Yeah. From season five Boy Meets World. I feel like Boy Meets World is one of those shows that had uh from season to season it almost changed dramatically. Yeah. Well, didn't they, like, they jumped a lot of years between seasons one and two. Like, they jumped from being, they like, did. in elementary school to, like, middle school. Like, the the age doesn't 
No. The ages don't make sense. Doesn't make sense why Mr. Feeney's always there, but he is. Yeah, you, you want him there. So what was what what was the appeal of Boy Meets World to oh. you in your original run? <laughs> um, during its original run. Now that I'm watching it as an adult, I think what I really liked is like it has that kind of after school special vibe where everything works out and it's really nice. Oh, yeah. But it's also very wacky. Yeah. And it's like there's some legitimately great jokes in it. And yeah. so I think that's what I was responding to is how weird it got. Well, and even again, like I think when it started out, it was a lot more episode of the week, a lot more mm-hmm. literally about like the boy meeting the world and adolescence and puberty. But then like as it goes on Cory and Topanga become an elderly couple. Oh my god! And they lean into it hard, and it's knowingly, and yeah. it it becomes a completely different show. So that's why I'm excited to talk about a latter episode. So this week on Mustang TV, we're talking about the Boy Meets World episode, The Witches of Pembroke. It's the fifth episode of season five, and was written by Steve Hibbert and directed by Alan Meyerson. Here's how Prime Video and iTunes describe the episode. So Prime Video describes it as. Jack is so thrilled that a beautiful girl is paying attention to him. Cut off. And then iTunes picks up. He basically is paying attention to him. He's willing to overlook one minor detail. She's a witch. Kayla, how accurate are those descriptions? I mean, pretty dead on. That's exactly what happens. Prime videos, for some reason, there's only half of it. They didn't copy-paste the whole thing, I guess. And it cuts off with just, he's thrilled that a beautiful girl is paying attention to him. I mean, that's also true. That that's is true. also normally the Jack storyline <laughs> in Boy Meets World. So this is his fifth episode? Like, did he, he came on in season five. I, I, I believe that's right. Because it seems like, pack, they, they yeah. said a bunch in this episode, like, he's new in town and, like, Eric's there to help him. And he is um, Joey Lawrence's little brother, yes. Matthew Lawrence. Yes. And this is post-Blossom, so Joey Lawrence has already come, made his mark on pop culture. Yes, he's, he's changed it for the better. <laughs> Opened up the doors to all the other little Lawrences to just run right. in. And run now amok. one's run on to Boy Meets World, where he is Sean's older brother. Yes. Estranged older brother. Yes. He, like half-brother? or I think it was a half-brother. I'm not 100% sure. I know he comes into the picture, I'm pretty sure, after Sean's dad dies. Oh, Sean's dad dies. Oh, my God. You got to watch it. Oh, man. It's really devastating. Uh, Boy Meets World was a lot like Scrubs in that, like, when it felt like punching, it really, oh, really hurt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially because you watch an episode like this, and you're like, this show could never break my heart. And then... Oh. No, that's not true. I'll hurt you deep. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I, I didn't really watch all that much Boy Meets World... It definitely was in my era of of uh, TGIF, but for some reason, I was into the garbage shows. <laughs> I mean, I love Family Matters, Full House, and Step by Step, and then, like, Dinosaurs. And I would watch Boy Meets World, but I never... I think that... Okay, so, like, in 94 is when Friends debuted, and that's when I, like... It was my, like, I don't know, Rubicon that I crossed. I was like, yeah. now I watch Thursday night. Like, I don't watch... I mean, that's fair. And this... Boy Meets World... Most of Boy Meets World takes place after the 94-95 TV season, because it was still pretty new at that point. Like, maybe... Two seasons in, three and seasons. very childish. Though. Yeah, they're in middle school. Yeah, like they're firmly in middle school. And so, like, I never really knew that they got to college. Yeah. And do Corey and Tobinga get married? Yes, they do. They get married, and it's <clears> like, <throat> don't worry, they get back together after this episode. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I'm thinking about that other episode. They're all together in this episode. Yeah. And so I never really knew that as, but like my cousins would still watch Blame It's World. So I would like check that game, and be like, oh wait, what? Like, who are all these people? <laughs> like, yeah, it's really weird, and I think it's um. Sorry for your listeners, but I'm a little bit younger than you, so I think it's just, like, the age gap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was, 
I mean, again, I was 10 and like, I'm too old for a boy meets world. So maybe I was just a little shit. Oh no, when I saw it and I'm like, these are my children. I am their age. And then I kind of yeah. grew up alongside it. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Michelle generation. Like that's oh, my age. This is more my age. Yeah. Like, oh, this is okay. a slight overlap. So also the weird thing about boy meets world. So the episode oh, yeah. starts with a the theme song yes. and boy meets world never really had a consistent theme song. Yep. And this is the season where I wrote down, like, it is a Gin Blossoms-style, like, jangle, like, alt-pop. Kind of two or three years after that was a big thing. Yeah, that became their go-to theme song for a lot of it. Oh, man. This is the theme song I remember the most. Yeah, it's just like, when this boy meets world, And, like, the opening credits are all, it looks kind of like a Levi's ad from, like, the late 90s, because they're all, like, hanging out. They're like, are they in a convertible at one point? Yes, they definitely are. Does one of them have a convertible? No, I've (laughs) never seen them, but Sean, no, not Sean, um, Eric Eric? is definitely driving a convertible. I wouldn't trust him with that. God, I wouldn't no. trust him with literally it. No, uh, he's an idiot. So the episode proper begins with Eric and Jack are going to they're going to the, the club and the club is named O'Dooley's. O'Dooley's. You know, the Irish club. Yeah, the Irish like <laughs> nightclub where you go to pick up girls. Mm-hmm. That's um, a thing. That's weird. Is O'Dooley's featured prominently in other episodes? I mean, I've never heard of this before. <laughs> also, you later learn those turned into a Starbucks. Yeah. Which is just a and fun little detail. <laughs> took Eric a long time to realize that. So as, as like, Eric is trying to, like, get Jack sucked up to go, and they, like, leave, and they immediately run into their new neighbor, the reason that I love this episode, Candace Cameron, fresh off a full house. Oh, my God. I mean, so, yeah, guys, spoiler alert, this episode features Candace Cameron playing a goth witch. (laughs) I had to pause it and do research, because I was like, there's no way in hell she would ever agree to do this. Yeah. And yet, here we are. Yeah. In your research, did you find the article that I wrote for Decider last year <laughs> about this? I wrote an article about, like, this one episode chronicles the one week of Candace Cameron's life where she was rebelling. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like... Oh, I kind of love that. Yeah, because that's what has me with this. No. She go from Full House where she is, like, you know, the, like, not perfect, but, like, the wholesome... DJ's Ameri- perfect. All, yeah, yeah. all-American girl. And then, like, in her adult life, she is all-American, super Christian, super, super, super Christian. Mommy blogger without being a mommy blogger. Yeah, like, that level of, you know, mommy blogger realness she's serving. And so to go back and watch this episode where she's literally, like, black, like, makeup and, like, black crushed velvet shirts and crystals and, like, praying to Satan. Insane Satan. It's, she said the word Satan a couple yeah, times. Like the devil. Great. So like they run into her and so like it does she seems normal at first. Yeah. Except that she already knows who Jack is. Mm-hmm. Also, her name is Millie. Her name is Millie, you know, the most evil witchy name yeah. ever. Also, can we so let's talk about Candace Cameron playing a bad guy. She's terrible at She's it. So <laughs> She's bad. Very, very Good bad. God. And she okay, so like Candace Cameron's comedy chops are fine on Full yeah. House. She's perfectly She's no Lori Lachlan. No. Hashtag Lori Lachlan innocent. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. She did nothing wrong. No, uh that was oh, that breakdown that I had that fateful day. It was probably worse than the one Lori Lachlan had, to be honest. I'm so upset. <laughs> um but her trying to play a bad girl is real bad. Oh no, she's she's too smiley. She's too girl next door. Even her hair is like a too perfect bomb. Yeah, yeah. Like makeup and um, costume didn't serve her well. This she time. has the kind of attitude that's like uh, everyone else. If she was really doing this, everyone would be like, 
what are you doing? Oh, like, yeah. You're not, why are you acting evil? <laughs> like, you're not being subtle. You're not even being, like, comedically subtle. Yeah. It's very, it's very a stretch. She reminded me of that episode of Always Sunny where Dee's trying really hard to act arch and they oh, keep yeah. calling her out on it. That's yeah. her. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Except, <laughs> except God, that's like her actual personality. It said that she's, this is an episode where she's playing evil and everyone is reading it as evil. So like, therefore it just feels very weird. Um, so he, Jack like is really horny, basically. He's just like, I need anyone. Oh my God, she likes me. Yes. And so they... They start kiss, and I wanted to ask how how generally thirsty are the Boy Meets World audience? Because they are wooing immediately, like they I, are in this. In I this. noted that down. They wooed prematurely on this one. Yeah, like there's a line where like there's a little woo. woo. Um, there's a lot of wooing. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of making out in Boy Meets World, especially later seasons. Yeah, because they're old enough; they're ready yeah. to get down. They're down to clown. Mm-hmm, DTC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone's making out with everyone except for Corey and Topanga. They only make out with each other. So, like, this is actually pretty fun fact. When I was younger, I was actually not allowed to watch the show. It was too it was hot, hot. Mm-hmm. too hot too and hot. heavy. Oh man! Mm-hmm. So the the uh, next we get to see um, the next scene starts with Eric coming home from class. Work? What it's does he unclear. Do? What does he do? What are his days? Something. His days. It's bad. <laughs> Whatever he comes it in and he immediately is like, Hello? Anybody home? Nobody's home? Goodbye, pants. So immediately takes off his pants and goes to the computer. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Unpack that. I didn't realize that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably one of the reasons why I wasn't allowed to watch this. Yeah, man. That's a little I subtle definitely joke. definitely did it. Um, He's also wearing just like the most, when you say picture boxer shorts, you either picture oversized big boxers with hearts on them or smiley faces. And he's wearing a smiley face boxer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very ABC. Yeah. Yeah. He goes to the computer and we see, okay, I wanted to point out, did you look at what, what's on the computer monitor? No. It there? is obviously, it's like, you know when you go to Ikea and they have those like cardboard computers yes. that have like a printed thing of like what a desktop looks like? Yes. That's what it is. Love it. Like there's no, it is the most matte finish. Like there's no shine to it. And it looks like someone has a couple of like windows open and they're like half, but it's just like, this is printed on cardboard or something. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I forgot how cheap Boy Meets World looked. And it's like, this is in its fifth season. Yeah. Like, they just did not want to give it money. No. Well, you know, they had, well, they, we'll get to it, but they had special effects budgets. They did, they did, they did, they did. Um, So this, so he opens up the window or whatever, like the window, and he sees that Millie and Jack are out there. Mm -hmm. I'm making out. Getting it on. Because they are going hot and heavy. This is where I wrote down, in all caps, is Eric now the boy meeting the world? <laughs> because Eric is the lead character of this episode. Yeah. Um, we getting ahead of myself, but we don't see Corey until six and a half min- minutes into this episode. No. I he, mean, like, saying that he is the B plot is generous. He's oh, like God, a no. C or D. He plot. has a D plot that I don't even want to watch. I found it so boring. It was, and it <laughs> made no sense. They just like needed to put him is, in yeah, there for a is while. Is little Ben, he's Ben Savage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because Fred Savage is his older brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah is little Savage. Ben Savage in season five of Boy Meets World being like, hey, I'm the boy, guys. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? Eric's now the boy. Maybe he knows that he's been the boy for so long. He's like happy to give it to, to someone else. pass the title mm-hmm. on to Eric, who is the biggest boy of all. Yeah, he figured out the world. <laughs> and he's like, here's the rest of the world for he you. He did. He did figure out the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's already, I mean, he's married essentially in 
what, 10th grade, 11th grade? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, God. Though, when the the next episode, the scary one, the and then there was Sean that premiered in March that we were talking about earlier. Uh, Corey and Topanga were broken up by them. So oh. they get into a really a little Ross and Rachel up. business. Mm-hmm. So this is when Millie starts intimidating Eric. Yes. Hi, Millie. <laughs> you know, I'm really glad you and Jack hooked up. He doesn't have a lot of friends here. It's very important for me to have Jack. Don't get in my way. She needs uh, Jack all to herself, Jack Hunter. She, like, wants to see the balcony, knows his last name is Hunter. Just... Serving him breakfast. Um, and it is very... She's very bad. She's, she's terrible. Not intimidating. She's, she's not intimidating. Not intimidating. It also just seems like she's, I, I guess she was going for evil, but she came off across as creepy. Yeah, it was like, very, stalker. like, yeah, it's very, it's kind of, okay, it's the level of, um, if you ever watch Drag Race, when they do, like, acting challenges, it's, like, that level of, like, and not even, like, one of the good queens that can act, but, like, a mediocre queen that can act. Yeah. Um, specifically, if you watch All Stars Season 3 and uh, the Bitchular Challenge, <laughs> when Milk plays a stalker character, it's Damn. kind of that energy. That's very specific. I like this, like, deep cut. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh so at th- this one I write down, um, Eric has a real Joey energy. Mm-hmm. He's got a real Joey Triviani energy. Mm-hmm. And I will even point out, this is before Joey had that energy. Yes. Well, the cool thing about, well, not cool. The thing I'm most fascinated by Eric is that he started off the show as the smart character. He was way uh, smarter than Corey. Yeah. He would, like, pull one over in his parents left and right. But as the show continued, he became stupider. Yeah. You wrote an article about that, didn't you? Yeah. 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 About how, yeah, it's like the gradual decline of <laughs> Eric. <laughs> <laughs> no, because in this episode, he is a full dumb dumb. Mm-hmm. Oh, by season five, he is a raging moron. Yeah. Every no. single time he appears in the screen. But he's delightful. But Will Friedel, like, you know, uh, uh, Will Friedel, also the voice of Deadpool in Marvel's animated projects. Yep. So, like... Hey, precursor, I guess. <laughs> he's got he's got some comedy chops. He's this fun. Is, it isn't until now that we've also finally see Sean, yeah. the other boy that was meeting the world originally. Mm-hmm. Also, Sean has like such a small role in this episode. He no. may as well not be in this no. episode. No, also, so he's living there because his dad died. He needs somewhere to li- he needs somewhere to live and is now living with his brother. Is that? Oh my god! So Did they live in student housing, or is that just an apartment building? I think it's just an apartment building because. The witches are also all students, too, I think. I think so, It too. might be, like, a community or a campus, like, apartment building. My friends lived in those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it feels like something like that. Um, Sean, okay, I know for a while he was living with his parents, but then his parents were always, like, really, really rough. And he lived with a teacher for a while. Oh, Mr., and, um, what's his name? Mm-hmm, Turner. Turner. Mr. Turner. Hot Mr. Turner. Um, disappeared. Yeah. And then he moved in with his brother. Okay. And so he's living, he's also in high school, but he's living with college boys. Yeah, it's super casual. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's totally fine. (laughs) Um, But this is when, like, DJ, which I, Millie, DJ Tanner, um, DJ Satan, is like, um, oh, another hunter? Ooh. And she's like, I I love your balcony. Like, it's so thick. (laughs) I... She was freaking me out with all that balcony talk. I was like, it was, what the hell so, is happening? Uh, also, that's when her roommates show up. Yeah. And I wrote out, like, they're all, like, craft extras. Oh, I, well, first of all, that. Yeah. Second of all, in that scene, Millie invites herself over to their apartment and then invites her roommates yeah. over to their apartment. That's the rudest move yeah. I've ever seen. And also, like, later on, her cover for moving in is, like, her roommates are being rude. But then they're also, like, helping her move. Yeah, they seemed really lovely <laughs> yeah, people. So. But they're all, like, decked out in, like, full, like, mm-hmm. Morticia, Wednesday, goth, alterna realness. 
as interpreted by TGIF. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> I read out so much velvet and satin. Um, the next thing we see is Eric watching a Hall- like Halloween 9. And that is, it's the dumbest joke, but it's so stupid it's funny. I'm just... And now we return to the frightening conclusion of Halloween Part 9. <laughs> And, like, who, no human reacts to horror movies that way, just, like, full shoveling popcorn into your mouth and also screaming at the same time. How exhausted do you think Wilfredo was after a taping? Oh, my God. (laughs) He had to take a nap immediately. He had to do the most, like, physical comedy on that show. This is so much energy he's spending. Because every single scene is he's going... Like Don, like um, Don knots on speed. You know, like, oh my it's god, just yes. like so much, so fast. Uh, so this, unfortunately, is where we get to the D plot. Oh god! Six and a half minutes in, finally we see Corey and Tobanga. They're at the house, which where is their little sister and also their parents? I think they've moved out. Oh. Is Corey just living there alone? No, that that can't be right because they're like, the still are not... they're still in high school because they're yeah yeah so they're going to Pittsburgh yeah um uh, for like the weekend yeah and Topanga thinks they're gonna drive but no Corey bought plane tickets and she's afraid of flying and I don't know why this needed to exist. It's also it's so wild that like if your a plot is witches are trying to sacrifice two of your cast members to a fucking like moon crystal yes you don't don't even give it a b or d plot like just do that you're done you <laughs> yeah. did your work for the day you did a lot you don't need to like bring in and then if you're gonna do it i think that topanga's afraid of flying maybe isn't strong enough it definitely isn't <laughs> why not do more of the witches yeah why not like pick one of the roommate witches and do something and then they with can her. also be after Corey for some reason Perfect. for like an ulterior reason um also isn't Topanga kind of like touchy feely earthy worthy she used to be and then uh as the show went on she became less so don't like that because mm-hmm. uh, I remember when I so Topanga in like season one and two is the nemesis oh my god Corey hates her. yeah and so like that's the Topanga I knew so then when I would check back in later on I'd be like wait a second she, what happened to Topanga? Where's Minkus? <laughs> she got, like, a big overhaul around, like, season three or four, somewhere in there, where she just became, like, the smart girl. And, like, uh, later they, like, acknowledge, like, oh, you have weird parents, but you're cool. <laughs> so then we go back, um, and this is where... Oh, I didn't write down. Were high schoolers ever that old? No. No. God. There's a... There's, like, a latter season Christmas episode that's even worse, where they're just, like... Leaning into it. No, I think there's, like, a plot where they're, like, eating Werther's can't. Like, it's real. It gets really, like... <laughs> uh, I guess that was fun for them to play. Who knows? So, Candace Cameron is out on the balcony, swirling around some scars, behind a whole bunch of candles, just reciting Wh- some nonsense. Witching it up. Tashkarando, halushbula, mandona uba, kushkura. Lord of darkness, ruler of the anguished on All Hallows' Eve. Your work will be done, but there is one who stands in the way. <laughs> Which means nothing. It is, doesn't mean anything. I did try to translate it to see if they had like snuck any like Satan message. Is it backwards anything? Haruk, Hasuk, Abu? No. Mm. Okay. It's just nonsense. No, yeah. But then Eric comes out because he... Basically, the funny line, I heard you talking to Satan. <laughs> Which is really good. And later he even says, like, she belongs to El Diablo. <laughs> I really did love that line, Reed. Yeah. 
It was like, really good. It was a very, very good line read from him. It's also just wild to hear a TGIF show talk about Satan. Oh, very casually. Like, that for a doesn't long time. That doesn't ever happen. That's totally, totally weird. Yeah. And great. Honestly, it's so surprising. I love it. It was really fun. Yeah. Aww. So this is when Millie's moving in. It's going to be a crowded apartment. Um, the next scene is all of them, all of the roommates that she's apparently having problems with helping her move in. Yes. But I guess if you're having trouble with a roommate, maybe you really want them out. But I also don't understand the time frame between when Jack met Millie and when she's moving oh, in. Oh, it's been like it's been two days at the maybe, very maybe forty eight hours the most. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. Um, and I wrote down that uh, DJ is wearing a you know, like crushed velvet like scoop neck long sleeve oh, shirt yeah. and like a crystal around her neck. It is so, you know, edgy Elisa Loeb. <laughs> like, it's like uh, a middle schooler's rendition of what an edgy witch would wear. Yeah. Or I guess it's what, like, Lord looked like two years ago. Oh. Right? It's, also, <laughs> it's also what, like, modern teens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Billie Eilish dresses like the scary boys from when I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what she's That's pretty dead on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, she's going to sleep on the balcony. When they're like, where is she going to sleep? No, she's going to sleep on the balcony. She loves it out there. Oh, I thought that was just a joke. But no, I guess she was actually going to sleep on the balcony. Which is, I mean, I guess, yeah, sure, go for it. I mean, they're in um, Philadelphia, right? Yeah, I think yeah. they're so, in like, Philadelphia. So, like, that's all I can get kind of hard weather-wise in the winter. Yeah. I mean, she really loves the balcony, though. So really do, love. do what also, you want, girl. Her plan is, like, she's not going to live it all off. No. Because once you get a mortal life. Oh, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> basically, like... Then Sean accuses her of being a witch. Mm -hmm. He's fine with it. And then she just, like, talks to um, uh, Jack about it. Yeah. And doesn't lie at all. No, she's like, I'm absolutely a witch. Yeah. But though uh, uh, Sean has a great line to one of her roommates about witches. So, Rosemary, how's the baby? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's just, you know, hey, they're like hot goth girls. He's like, yeah, he doesn't care. Which, you know what? Good. You know, he's not showing any type of like religious uh, prejudice. Yeah. Um, I do feel like you can be prejudiced towards a religion when they do try to sacrifice you to an immortal demon god. And it's Uh, okay to ask questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, So, like, but yeah, initially they're all like, oh, this is cool. Awesome. And also, like, I guess good on Women's World for not painting. I don't know, which is an automatic, like, yeah. like Eric's or um, Jackson is like, oh my God, she's a witch. It doesn't mean like, oh, okay, cool. Like that's your religion. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are Wiccans. Like, yeah. Witches. Yeah. So like, like is it, a thing that it does like yeah. in a different world, you could see where Candace Cameron becomes a regular. It's like their Wicca friend. And it's like, oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Like um, this not be any like big deal. <laughs> but as soon as she's like. Yeah, we um some witches even help her with inner city kids, and Jack's like, "Oh, really?" And then she just muses like, "Yeah, what do you don't like? Don't question me or something." Now we talked about the best line read earlier, which was Will Friedel. That's the worst line read. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Well, that's... that and also later when she's doing the scary voice. Oh my god, she's terrible. Oof, and it's rough. Role. It's real rough. Anyway, so like that—that's letting us know, like, oh no, she's actually a bad witch. Although we've known that the entire time. Okay. Um. Then. Quickly, like the tiny, they get to the plane. The plane is tiny. Topanga freaks out. They find out that Eric tutored the pilot because the pilot is dumber than Eric. Whoa! I really why this exists is truly beyond me. It's, I guess they need to fill time. Yeah, what's scary <laughs> is that plot. <laughs> so this is when we get our Mister Feeny scene, 
Thank God. Oh, God. No episode is complete without a Mr. Feeney scene. Love William Daniels. He's a must-have hottie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love all of his sweater vests. <laughs> He's a fall fashion icon. I'd agree with um, that. We catch up with him holding a whole bunch of, like, tr- candy above a bunch of kids who are, like... He's, like, basically uh, holding it hostage so they say trick-or-treat. <laughs> Vigorously. Like... <laughs> Leave it to Feeney to turn, like, a fun holiday into a, a experiment in, like, following rules. Yeah. Like, and then the, the candy he gives out is a pocket thesaurus. Jesus. Feeney. Love it. <laughs> but then Eric comes, and we get, our Eric Feeney scenes rare? This felt like a special moment. Not really. Uh, so, like, po- I mean, they're not the most common, but they happen. And they're yeah. always like that, where Mr. Feeney is very exasperated. Like, yeah. when he sees Corey, he's like, oh, what now, Mr. Matthews? But he Mr. Sees, Matthews? Yeah. He sees Eric, he's like, oh. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> so, this is, so, Eric comes, and he needs to crash with Feeney because the vibe is weird at his place. And I'm wondering, Feeney still lives next door to his his house. Yes. This is correct. So why does he need to crash with Feeney? Where are his parents? Yes. And also, is is he not grown enough to just stay at his parents' house alone? Also, like, does he have any friends? Does no, he have yeah. any other friends? Well, he's really upset about this whole Jack thing because he's just like, I thought we were friends, but he's made it clear he just wants to be roommates. And he's just, like, very beside himself. Oh, he's very, very upset. And Feeney's advice is just, like, just be honest. Just tell And also, get off my lawn. Yeah. I love the... Well, after, like, Eric does this whole spiel of, like, yeah, my roommate's dating a witch who wants to, like, sack a blah, blah, blah. Feeney's like, you're definitely not staying with me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's no. great. Just also, aggressively more so, no. After Feeney's just like, um, yeah, uh, just tell him, be honest with him. And then Eric, Eric's response is, wow, you didn't even break a sweat on this one. <laughs> That's good. a good one. That's and a good line. immediately he gets a phone call from Corey, which... This doesn't really go anywhere. He calls Corey, or Corey calls Mr. Feeney. There's a split screen because Corey wants him to like break into like school records and tell like to tell us like what the pilot's like IQ was or whatever. Yeah. And, and then when he when Mr. Feeney finds out his name, right, everyone's like, "Oh, don't get on that plane." And it's like, "Oh well, too late." They're already in the air. Already in the air. I mean, again, it's just this very bad. D plot just going around. Yeah, and then that ties up the whole thing because after he gets off the the, the plane phone, which yeah, shocking. Sh- yeah, you know sh- the plane phone in <laughs> um, the nineties. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, Topanga's flying mm-hmm. because the pilot, the stupid pilot, was smart enough to be like, oh, it will help you go over fear if you're actually in control of the plane. And Topanga's smart enough that she could just fly a plane. Like, yeah, just, <laughs> I guess once you get that high up, just coast maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, back to the actual good plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the actual episode. Shroud party. <laughs> like, that's what, like, it's honestly, is like, they've invited all their witchy friends over. They're all wearing, like, robes, like, mm-hmm. velvet robes. And are they tied up yet? Not yet. Not yet. But okay. I really love how much Sean is digging the vibe. Oh, he's like, loving he it. loves his robe. He loves everyone having their weird, creepy cloaks on, yeah. their hoods. He's having a great time. They make the mistake of calling it a costume, and Millie's like, How come everyone's wearing the same costume? It's not a costume. I'm mistaken. Oh my god, and then the witch scene with the trick-or-treaters. Yes. Some trick-or-treaters come, and she gives out candy. It's very nice to two of them, but then the one that's Little Witch. One for the little pirate, one for the little mermaid. Oh, and a little witch. You don't get any because you mock us. <laughs> See, this is a line. The line is, you don't get any because you mock us. That's a funny line. Yeah. 
you should not deliver it the way she delivered it, which was going back to that creepy demon voice that we just heard and wasn't funny then. Yeah. It just made it cringeworthy. No, it was just like, you need, they needed to put an effect on it. They should have done something in post, like. Yeah, or just do something like, just make it more lighthearted. Yeah, just. And you don't get any. Because you mock us. Because you mock us. Yeah, that's it. If she had played this witch character as DJ, oh my god, that would have been, been so much amazing. better. And would have fit in with the tone of the show. Yeah, like it also would have been playing to her strengths. It would have still been creepy when she had the turn. Exactly. Instead of like she goes from being rude to demonic, instead yes. of being like sweet to demonic, which would have been funnier. Uh, but this is when we get what uh, Millie's real name is. Ushkar, Queen of Malevolence, Daughter of Evil. Jesus, I am very happy you wrote that down because I was like, there's no way I'm going to remember yeah. that one. Ushkar. Ushkar. She's later called Ishtar. Um, so this is what we get what their plan is, which, okay, so the plan is, I, yeah, have the fun balcony, their balcony is like on a sacred place and yet they put a crystal on the balcony and when a comet comes by, the tail of Satan's comet is going to shoot a, um, no, Valeris, which I guess is a star. Yeah, sure. That comes into right. alignment through the Crystal of Death. Mm-hmm. And then the Crystal of Death shoots a laser beam at the sacrifice of a hunter, which then obliterates him and gives all the witches immortality. I wrote that this is the kind of horror movie that you would write when you're in high school. <laughs> oh, definitely. I like to imagine that one of the writers, I guess it would be Steve Hibbert. Yeah. Uh, which I have a fun fact about him later. Ooh. But, um... I like to imagine that he wrote that in high school or middle school. It's just been sitting on it yeah, for a while. Yeah, just keep that in my back pocket. I'm like, you know what would be good right now? This. It is so convoluted. And why, and then they open up, and there's a actual, there's a fucking crystal out there. Oh, there's a giant crystal. It is a crystal. giant crystal. Because, again, um, all this is real. In the canon of Boy Meets World, mm-hmm. witches are real. Crystals have power. This actually happened. Like, there is no, like, it was all a dream. Nope. There's no, like, oh, no, that wasn't actually a beam of energy. That was, like, a flashlight. Like... No, it was... It was, no. It was... It, so Jack like, and Sean were almost sacrificed for a second. For a coven of immortal, a witch is seeking mm-hmm. immortality. Yep. Um, but Eric uh, is there, um, so they're tied up, and Eric's like, ah, I'm here too, and I know how to stop you because I got this. And what, wait, what book does he pull out immediately? Oh, um, oh my God, what is that? Oh, Bridges of Madison County. That's it. Which is great. <laughs> And then, That's like, no, one. and then he's like, oh, no, I'm in this one. Witchcraft for dum-dums, <laughs> which is an um, amazing joke. Yeah. That's great. Perfect for Eric. Really just solid writing yeah. for him this episode. I love that, that mm-hmm. witchcraft for dum-dum joke. But then that's when the uh, Valeris lines up. The beam hits. The beam hits Eric. He's completely fine. He is fine because he used some sunscreen. Yeah, yeah. And so, on his butt. <laughs> <laughs> so I... I love all, I love how stupid and silly this is. I think the thing that makes it feel weird is Candace Cameron's performance. Oh, completely. Because I love the ending of that because um, Jack asks him, like, oh, was any of this real? Oh, yeah. And Eric's like, maybe it was real. Maybe, maybe it wasn't. wasn't. Let's go to the bar. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> who knows, man? Who, what part of our mind can comprehend anything? Who cares? Like, it, so, it's like a perfectly lovely yeah, like, way to end the it. The tone of it is all great. Even like the convoluted Valeris and Death Crystal thing is all stupid, but sure. like it's funny how stupid it is. The problem is that Candace Cameron, I think, feels like this is her exorcist moment. I think so too. She's trying to play it too dramatic and it isn't funny enough. It's like she couldn't decide on direction to yeah. go super dramatic or like 
like jokey. Because like imagine if she was just like it doesn't like the DJ voice of like oh yeah so like Valeris is gonna come and it's gonna hit the crystal of death then you guys are gonna get obliterated and we become immortal like it'd be perfect that would be, be dead on but instead she's like the thing it's kind of like the X Men the so Joss Whedon wrote that what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning the same thing that happens to anything else and he wrote it as a Joss Whedon-y joke. But then Joss Whedon wasn't on set when Halle Berry had to deliver that line. And she delivered it like, what happens to a toe when it's struck by lightning? And everyone was like, that was horrible. And Joss was like, yeah, because it was a joke. (laughs) And so all of Candace Cameron's things seems like it was written as like, yeah, these are supposed to be jokes. But she's delivering it with just like, I'm going for the horror Oscar or whatever. Yeah, I mean, is that would that be a directorial problem? I feel like it's like Candace... (laughs) Cameron well, it's also direct. It's on the director to be like, "Hey, this isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> Change that." But I just feel like she was really committed to yeah. this very specific choice. Well, and I guess also she was a stunt guest casting mm-hmm. too, because she's just off of Full House, mm-hmm. fresh off like a season's only passed, and um, you know she's coming back to TGIF. Like that's all alumnus coming it's back. It's a really big. So maybe deal. they felt like they couldn't. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> that's what was going on. Maybe this is. I need to interview Candace Cameron specifically about this episode. Yeah. Okay, Let's see if I can make that happen. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Halloween brings people together, etc. Then we get the stinger, um, which establishes that Sabrina the Teenage Witch takes place in the same universe as Boy Meets World, mm-hmm. because the end of it is Eric is now on a date on the balcony with Dun 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 Melissa Joan Hart. Sabrina is there. Um, he's worried about witches, uh, which she's like, oh whatever, like it's fine. No. Yeah. They leave. He hollers at Sean that he's going out. Sean's a frog. Yeah. Sean's a dead now. Sean is just a straight up amphibian. Yep. Uh, that's how the episode ends. Super gash. With a weird, like, frog puppet. Like a um, big, like, it's a big frog. A, it's a giant frog. Yeah. I mean, it's very strange looking. No, yeah, it's, it's the, ca- the camera's so close up on it. It's fully wild. And I guess in the beginning of the next episode, they explain how he turned back into a Oh, I'm definitely, they're never going to address that again. <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to happen. It's such a lark of an episode that, like, this exists, and this was in the canon of a show that otherwise wasn't that silly. It was very silly. Like, it didn't go this extreme. Yeah, this is, like, this is the most breaking extreme. the reality of the show. But, like, one of my absolute fa- favorite episodes is the one where uh, Eric stalks Topanga and, like, says that he's going to get her, and it's just, throughout the episode, he's hiding him increasingly ridiculous places like <laughs> at one point he's like in a bakery cabinet at one point he's like hiding in a painting one time he's like in the couch cushion where she is oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like boy meets world got weird that was great <laughs> are you ready for some must-have facts oh, about yeah. this episode lay it down Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How many people do you think will watch this episode when it airs? Oh. Hmm. Really? 3.7. Uh, 10.2 million Holy people watched this episode, but it was ranked 68th for the week. <laughs> what happened to television? Yeah, splintering of that fraction audience. I think we died. <laughs> so, the top five shows the week this aired were Veronica's Closet at five. Okay. Four, Disney's Cinderella, the one with, um, Brandy as Cinderella and Whoopi Goldberg oh, and yeah. Victor Garber. And Whitney Houston. Okay. Yeah. Not coming to Disney Plus, though, no. yet, which mm-hmm. is shady. Um, number three was a TV movie called Before Women Had Wings, which I'm going to read you the synopsis for in oh, a hot yeah, yeah. second. Number two was Seinfeld. The number one was ER, which, yeah, makes sense. ER and Seinfeld, number one and two. That, yeah. So, Before Women Had Wings. Yeah, yeah, Let's hear oh, about boy. that one. 1997 television film based on, this is from Wikipedia, so I don't plagiarize. You know where it's coming from. Uh, based on the story by Connie Mae Fowler about a mother whose abusive husband commits suicide. She then starts to violently abuse her two daughters. It is only then that a kindly black woman becomes good friends with her youngest daughter and helps the daughters escape her tortured life. Oh my god. And the kindly black woman is played by Oprah Winfrey, who oh was god. also a producer. That was the number three most watched thing oh. that week. I'm happy we're clear of some 90s tropes so yeah like, like i'm glad that we now uh are aware of the black savior of the like yeah. magical black person comes in to change yeah. a white person's life narrative let's just move away from that one permanently <laughs> that one's really not great but also it's like the fact that like the husband abused her and then she abuses the kids and it's like man this is well also oprah's suicide. involved oprah like yeah like heavily involved. yeah in it acting in it and this is like Oprah had her show going. Oh yeah, no, no, this is this like ninety seven is like she's this doing is well. Good. This is like book club. I wonder mm-hmm. if this was part of her book club. It could be. Truly wild. Um, ABC's Friday Night lineup at this time was a wild one. So tell me if you remember any of these shows. All so, right, let's. Sabrina the Teenage Witch kicked off the night. Yeah, of course. I know that. Then Teen Angel. I know about that one, but I never watched it. Yes. And then Boy Meets World, mm-hmm. and then You Wish. Nope. And then Twenty Twenty. So this is the um, weird season of TGIF right after Family Matters and Step by Step are bought by CBS. Mm-hmm. So this is the season. So Family Matters and Step by Step are on CBS at this time. Okay. Um, their final season. No one's watching them because they're on the other network. Excellent. And uh, TGIF was like, we're going to go all in on supernatural shit. Because <laughs> Teen Angel and I think, is You Wish About a Genie? It feels right. It has to be, right? I feel like I used to watch uh, commercials for You Wish. Like, it I, just... Was, was Teen Angel, was an Olsen, were the Olsen twins on Teen Was someone on Teen Angel? Right. I don't know. I should have looked up what Teen Angel was. That did not last long. Let's though. just like imagine it in our heads. It's like, definitely. <laughs> I imagine Teen Angel, there's like a lot of supernatural angst. There's oh, yeah. like a couple who wants to be together, but they can't. Oh, someone once dead? Oh, I love I mean, that. one has to be dead because one's it's an angel. definitely dead. But oh, the other God. can do magic. Man, I don't like this. Yeah. I. 
I should do that at some point. It's like a precursor to CW shows. Maybe I should do like a magic march and I just do like all weird oh, supernatural like things. Oh, I've got some for you from the CW, CW bolt. Oh. Uh, what was your what's your um hot gossip about Steve Hibbert? Oh yeah, I've got one fact about Steve Hibbert. Yeah. Um, he actually was a credited actor, and his best known role is the Gimp in Pulp Fiction. Oh my! What? Yeah. What? Wait! <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Did According he... to IMDb. Holy shit! Right. Wait, and he wrote Boy Meets World. <laughs> yes. Did he write a lot of Boy Meets World? Is this like, was he? He the... wrote a good amount of Boy Meets World, but that's what, what IMDb a... says. Gee, well, I don't, I mean. And, like, Pulp Fiction premiered three years before this. Episode. I know, like. So, like. That is. Gimp, and then. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, this episode is wild. So, yeah. I mean. Man, did Boy Meets World ever do a Pulp Fiction parody? <gasps> that's the That'd crossover we need. Ugh. Um, on IMDb, 139 users rated this episode a 7.6. I feel like that's fair. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say higher or lower. I would say, um, yeah. I would give it probably like an 8.3, but that Topanga and Corey, yeah, yeah really sunk it thing. for me. It's if so bad. you got rid of, if you somehow folded Topanga and Corey in, mm-hmm. like, there could have been a B-plot about Topanga getting, like, having her earthy stuff reawoken by all the witches and Corey sure. being like, hey, babe. Freaking me out. You're losing yourself. Right. And then when they start to sacrifice people to demons, she's like, oh, yeah, right. I don't do this. <laughs> or even just like a little subplot where one of the witches is saying witchy things and Corey or Topanga like keeps on misinterpreting them. Yeah. Like just like a little dumb back Wouldn't and you forth. you want to see the two of them interacting with an actual like, if you got like a, um, I'm trying to think of anyone that's actually like a good, like Gia from Full House, Marla Sokoloff. <laughs> Trying to think of like an actual intense. If Christina Ricci wasn't too good for this, like right. it would be so great to see Corey and Topanga interacting with that energy. Oh, that'd be amazing. Like, yeah, like mixing up at like a punch bowl at that like weird shroud party. Yes, I mean, I get why they wanted to move them away from the main uh, plot because they're the more serious characters. Yeah, especially in this episode where they right. Like, wanna... let Eric, Sean, and Jack handle this nonsense, yeah. and then Corey and Topeka will drill into actual emotions and stakes and, like, be real people. <laughs> yeah, I think a 7.6 is pretty good. I, I think that uh, for a Halloween episode, this one is delightfully spooky and bizarre. And it's like, fun. Yeah, it's really fun. You couldn't get, um, you don't see shit that, you don't see, you don't see Satan on a family sitcom that often. You really don't. Like, she's put by, like, I worship Satan. Like, and it actually is really weirdly heartwarming, especially like I feel like last time I saw Satan on television was the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh yeah, and like they just try so hard to make oh, he's awkward. I mean, yeah. He's a goat. Like they go straight up like old school like biblical yeah. goat Satan. And there's so many depictions of Satan that are just like ah, oh, this is the most horrible thing, which makes it because it's Satan. But it's yeah. kind of funny <laughs> to see like just a Candace silly Cameron is worshiping yeah. him with like crystals and candles that she bought at the mall. It's just funny. Who had the musty performance in this episode? Oh. Candace Cameron. I'm just kidding. Oh my god, <laughs> no. lies. Uh, I would say Will Friedel. Yeah, Friedel. that's mine. Yeah. I mean, it's an Eric okay. showcase tour de force. Eric's great. Um, he could be off-putting if you gave him too much time, but I think this is just the right amount yeah. of Eric time. <laughs> yeah, got a lot of good. A lot of he's so committed. Oh yeah. No, it's no wonder that he's had such a career as a voice actor because, like, 
voice acting, you can really just go for it a lot more, I think. Yeah, you really, like, he has that energy. Yeah, it's a real cartoon energy. Mm -hmm. He's basically a living cartoon. That's what this is. And lastly, must other people see this episode of television? I'd say so, yeah. I think, like, if the idea of Candace Cameron playing a fucking witch intrigues you, this episode delivers. I think it's it's so bizarre. Like, it just, you gotta watch it to, to... really appreciate this era of television. I, also, I do wonder, what did the parents think of this episode? Like, TJF was like family viewing, but yeah. I guess at this point, the parents were like, what's with all these angels and genies and witches on TJF? I remember Perfect Strangers. Like, I, I think, wonder... like, it was transitioning to be more, um, like, teen folk. The kind of thing that you would watch with your teen friends and not, mm-hmm. like, me when me and my parents would sit down and then I would get excited when 2020 came on because I was weird. Yeah, I mean, like, that's why I couldn't watch Boy Meets World because that was, like, an adult show. <laughs> yeah, why? yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> I mean, this one, yeah, full-on devil worship. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking about uh, <laughs> Satan so much. <laughs> Where can people find you on the internet if they want to talk about Satan and um, Boy Meets World and Halloween? Well, you can uh, <laughs> read my work on Decider.com. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at Kale Cobb, K-A-Y-L-C-O-B-B. And, uh, yeah, that's me. Oh, werewolves of Boy Meets World. And that does it for this week's episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guest Kayla Cobb for dropping by and talking about Boy Meets World with me. Next time, we're going back to Disney World with Step by Step. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the episodes we're going to Disney World. Uh, You can stream those on Hulu. They are in Season 6, Episodes 22 through 23. And we're taking a quick little break, so that episode will be going up on November 5th. Just a quick two-week break. And then we'll be back talking about step-by-step. We're going to Disney World, Season 6, Hulu. We got all that. Until then, I want to hear from all of you. Tweet your questions about sitcoms to at MustHaveSeenTV. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at, at MustHaveSeenTV. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Brett White. Read the words that I write at Decider.com. Music this week is from Vic Mizzy's 1960s Adams Family soundtrack. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the podcast. Thanks to all y'all for listening. And I'll see you next time on Must Have Seen TV. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.